Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the newest episode of the Going Long Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Neal. We've got a, a really good show for you today. It has been a it's been a fun and I think pretty entertaining week to be an Oregon Duck fan. Um, we already talked about the Colorado win. We're not really going to talk about that at all, but I do want to talk about some of the uh, I guess the aftermath is what I would say the uh, the storylines that have come out from that game, some of the backlash that's come for uh, Oregon head coach Dan Lanning and the the you know everything that's come from his pregame speech and. Um, you know, some of the post-game comments, Oregon's video team put out an incredible highlight reel after the game that uh, gave us an interesting look into the game and what went on pre-game with Oregon and Colorado. So we'll talk about all of that, and then I'm going to give you a, an inside look at Stanford, look at some of the things that I'm expecting in that game, some of the players to look out for. And then I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about, you know, this rivalry between Oregon and Stanford and the history of this rivalry. Um, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, I'm going to get into it, but because of conference realignment and because of the way that all of these pieces have fallen over the past few months, a uh, year, it's, it's changed the landscape going forward. And one of the things that's, um, one of the things that we're not going to get anymore is this game between Oregon and Stanford, which I think is a really big bummer because, um, I'll go so, through some of the history of it, but this game between Oregon and Stanford, this rivalry is, uh, it's one of the purest things in college football, I think. So we got a lot on tap. Um, we're going to get into all of those things. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Let's get into it. I want to start with the uh, with the fallout from the Colorado game. I know that I already came out on Sunday morning and, and broke down that game and, and what we saw from it, but uh, I just want to kind of catch us up from what's happened since then to now because it's really been a lot. Um, it's not really that surprising that there's been quite a bit of backlash, I guess I would say, from Dan Lenning's pregame speech. Um, you know, if you don't remember the speech, uh, he... He was shown on ABC. He let some cameras into his uh, into the locker room pregame, and ABC aired part of his uh, pregame speech on the telecast, where he was saying, "You know, they're fighting for clicks. We're fighting for wins." Um, unsurprisingly, that kind of you know, just with the the media circus that surrounds Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffs right now, that got taken. Um, and I, I, sports talk shows and sports media pundits, they just ran with it. Um, you know, it's kind of unfortunate that Lanning has been portrayed negatively because of this. Um, he's kind of being portrayed as a bully. Um, there's some people who crazily, insanely are bringing race into this and saying that, you know, Lanning is saying these things and people feel this way about Deion Sanders because there's race involved. That's just, you know, absolute complete nonsense. Um, and then there's been some people like Keyshawn Johnson went on and claimed that, you know, other coaches reached out to Oregon and they gave the Ducks help in creating a game plan to beat Colorado. And they kind of helped Oregon scheme up how to beat Colorado. Um, one, they Oregon did not need the help to beat Colorado in this game. I mean, if the the advice that other coaches gave Oregon was be bigger and be more physical and be faster and, you know, dominate the line of scrimmage great. That's great advice. That's, um, you know, that's, that's what happened. So, um, and two, 
just aside from that, that happens everywhere. I mean, coaches, there's been a ton of coaches that have come out since this story came out um, over the weekend that are say, yeah, we, we all talk uh, to people all the time. And you, if you're playing an opponent and you've got a, a coach that you know or a friend in the business who's played them already, you'll call them up and say, hey, what worked against them? What didn't work against them? What should I expect? Um, that's just kind of, there's a little, there's a bit of a fraternity between coaches in the industry. So if Oregon did talk to Nebraska, and or Sonny Dykes at TCU and tried to figure out like, hey, what does what does Colorado do? What should we expect? Sure, what there's no big deal in that at all. That's kind of how how this game is played. So the fact that that became a storyline and that Oregon is being perceived negatively because of that, and Dan Lanning is being perceived negatively because of that, is just it's really a big bummer and kind of takes away from how impressive of a win it really was for the Ducks this past weekend. But um, you know. Oregon fans, Duck fans, people who are actually smart college football watchers and smart people in general, I think can see through most of this. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if um, at some point before the Oregon game, Deion Sanders maybe called uh, called Joey McGuire with, with Texas Tech or called uh, Hawaii's head coach and said, hey, what, did, what does Oregon do? What should we expect? What can, what can help us here? So, um, this whole storyline is just really crazy, and it's it's unfortunate that it came this way. All of that really kind of culminated and came together with this uh, this highlight slash recap video that Oregon released on Monday night. If you've been following the Ducks on social media this year, you've seen that they've got a they really put a, a huge emphasis on their their video team this year, and they really kind of it looks like they increased the budget there and really went all in with the the video and social media, which has been fantastic. Um, they've been putting together these, I guess you would call them cinematic recaps. Um, it's just a little short four or five minute film based on the highlights. You get in-depth looks at pregame speeches, postgame speeches, some locker room stuff, just some behind the scenes stuff that's been really cool. Um, this one on Monday night, it also went viral for Oregon because it showed some of the pregame stuff that went on between Oregon and Colorado. And in it, we saw... Several Colorado players, namely Shiloh Sanders, the safety for Colorado, who's the son of Deion Sanders, talking quite a bit of trash before the game, which, you know, that happens. It's football. Um, but it, it you know, it had him mic'd up and showed him with subtitles what he was saying to the Duck fans and, um, you know, saying that he was going to, you know, kick the Ducks' ass and uh, kick their coach's ass as well. And so um, it was... It was really fun. If you have not seen the video, I encourage you to go watch it. I'm sure you can find it anywhere on Twitter or Facebook or YouTube, wherever you just, it's, it's all over the internet right now because it showed a, a really cool inside look at this from an Oregon perspective. Um, and it was just, you know, after all the talk on Monday, it was really cool to see that all kind of culminate with that video coming out on Monday night. Cause they kind of, you know, Oregon kept their receipts. They knew that, Colorado was talking a big game and they didn't think they'd be able to back it up and they weren't. And so we, we got that all come out on Monday night and it was, it was really just fun to watch. So all of that being said, that is, that's all quite the contrast to, to what we're getting now with this week going forward with Stanford. It feels like, you know, we're kind of done talking about Colorado. Um, that's kind of out of the, you know, I guess national media is still talking about them a little bit as they go forward to USC, but 
Oregon now is focused on Stanford. Dan Lanning said on Monday night, he said, you know, I'm not answering any more questions about Colorado. I'm here to talk about Stanford and our next opponent. So um, I'm going to to put aside the history versus, versus Stanford for a little bit. We're going to get to that in a second. Um, but I, I want to talk about, you know, this current Stanford team and what we should expect. Uh, this game really, all due respect, should not be close. Um, Stanford is, you know, they've, I've got them as the, the last team in the Pac-12 in my Pac-12 power rankings. Uh, they're 1-3 and three on the season, 0-2 in the Pac-12. They lost to Sacramento State, uh, which is kind of all you need to know. Um, Troy Taylor, actually Stanford's new head coach, Troy Taylor, was the former head coach of Sacramento State, and Sacramento State beat them this year. So that tells you what you need to know about Stanford this year. Let me go ahead and um, let me read you some of these numbers and some of these stats and rankings between the two teams to just to give you a fair idea of the uh, the difference in talent level and production that we've seen so far this year. Oregon's passing offense is ranked ninth in the nation. Stanford's passing defense is ranked 124th. That's out of 133 teams. Oregon's rushing offense, ranked number seven. Stanford's rushing defense, 53rd. Oregon's total offense, second. Stanford's total defense, 117th. Scoring offense for Oregon, second. Scoring defense for Stanford, 111th. Uh, Flip to the other side of the ball. Stanford's passing offense is 98th. Oregon's passing defense is 9th. Stanford's rushing offense, 57th. Rushing defense for Oregon is 32nd. Total offense for Stanford, 82nd. Total defense for Oregon is 11th. Scoring offense for Stanford, 95th. And finally, scoring defense for Oregon is 16th. So, um, you know, that it's it's not hard to see based on those numbers and those rankings that this is going to be a bit of a lopsided affair. I think that it feels pretty safe to say that Oregon can win this game by however many points they want to. Um, you know, this could be a thing where they go up big in the first half. They get, you know, up 28 nothing, 35 nothing, whatever it is. They call off the dogs. They know they've got a bye week next week, and they just kind of get an early jump on that bye week, get all the starters out, and use this as an opportunity to get some young players in, get some experience, and get some rest for the the starters going into the bye. That's what I kind of expect to happen because this this wasn't really a game where, you know, Colorado last week, the Ducks had something to prove. They really wanted to stomp on Colorado and show with that huge national audience that this is a team that is one of the best in the nation and can beat another ranked team uh, and do it badly. The The same motivation is not there for Oregon this week. Um, I'm not saying they don't want to win. I'm not saying they don't want to win badly, but they don't need a statement win and they could win 72 to nothing against Stanford and it wouldn't be as big of a statement as they made last week. So um, I say all of that to say that, again, Oregon can win this game by however many points they want. I think that they can, if they want to pitch a shutout against Stanford, they can leave their starters in. I I feel very confident that they can keep a, a zero on the board for the Cardinal. Um, but, you know, it's the, the line right now is Oregon minus 27 and a half. I think over-unders is 61 and a half last I saw. I don't really know which which way I'm leaning on that because, you know, it's it's tough to predict these games when it's I know it's going to be a blowout, but um, you know, I I I think I would lean to Oregon covering their 4-0 against the spread this year. They're one of I think five or six teams in the nation that's 4-0 undefeated against the spread this year. Um, you know, they could easily cover it if they want to. Do they want to expend the energy and and really make a statement out there? Who knows? We'll see. 
just a little bit of injury news um, before we before we get out of here and talk about the history of Stanford and Oregon. Um, Justin Jacobs, linebacker for Oregon, he's I think he's probably pretty close to returning. I've got him listed at a questionable right now. He has yet to play this year, but he practiced in full for both days that we saw this week. Um, so you know that's I I think he probably could play in this game. It's whether or not the Ducks actually want him to play or they could give him an extra week of rest and have him full full go against Washington. We'll see. I'm I'm not sure if he's going to play or not. Same goes for offensive lineman Nashad Strother. He practiced both days last week in full. Practiced both days this week in full. I'm pretty sure. I still have him listed at questionable because, you know, it's it's the same thing. They could get him out there if they wanted to get him some reps. I think that'd probably be good for him to get some reps. Um, this is a game where he could probably play most of the second half and just really get a feel for the game flow again after being out for so long. Um, again, I'm not sure if he'll play. A couple defenders to take note of, Julio Florence and Brian Addison. They've both been limited in practice this week. I know that Addison missed practice um, in total from what we saw on Tuesday. He was back there again today. Um, Julio Florence got banged up a little bit, I think, against Colorado and has been a little bit limited uh, in practice so far this week. So I've got both of them listed as questionable as well. Then you've got Noah Whittington, who is, um, as Landing has said, has been out, uh, will be out for, um, I think Landing said, just for a bit. Um, So could that be two weeks? Could it be a month? I'm not really sure. He hurt his left ankle, left shin, left knee, lower left leg, we'll say. Um, so I don't I don't know when we'll see him next, but it will not be this week for sure. All right, let's take a quick break and come back and talk about the rivalry versus Stanford because you know I don't I don't think this matchup gets the respect that it deserves. So I'm going to break into break down some of the numbers and and really go deep into this rivalry. All right, I want to go on a deep dive into the rivalry between Oregon and Stanford. Washington and Oregon State get the most shine as rivals for Oregon, uh, maybe USC, maybe Utah. Um, but really, in my mind, I think it's Stanford that is the number three rival. And I, I would almost argue that they're, they could be a bigger rival for Oregon than Oregon State is because of the level, level of stakes that we've seen, because of the level of matchup, the intensity between these games over the past couple of decades. Stanford is you know undoubtedly one of the top rivals for Oregon, um, you know, in, in all of the Pac-12. Let me go through some of these numbers for you. Just off the top, uh, these two teams have 86 total matchups against each other. It is a 50-36 to 36 win advantage for Stanford. Uh, however, since 2000, um, in those 22 matchups, Oregon is 14-8 and eight, uh, over Stanford. So, you know, a lot, of those, a lot of those 86 games came when Oregon was not a great football program since they've kind of turned things around and been a better program. Obviously they've won a lot more since 2007 is really when this rivalry has gotten super interesting. Uh, nine matches since then have been between ranked teams. Eight of those matches has come when one of the teams is ranked inside the top 10. And of those eight games, four times has the lower ranked team gotten the upset and actually beat the higher ranked team. So we've seen, you know, several times there's been, meaning meaningful meaningful upsets um with the top 10 team losing in recent memory the ducks were number three in 2021 last time they went down to palo alto uh they were coming off of that huge win over ohio state and columbus they went down to the farm and they lost in overtime to a bad stanford team so um that's the kind of the most recent history that we have obviously last year um oregon blew out stanford at home but um there's some 
there's some fresh memories, I think, for Oregon fans about going down to Stanford from the last time we saw it. Let's go over some of the most notable games in this series. In 2008, an unranked Stanford team beat number eight Oregon 51 to 42. That was a game where Toby Gearhart had 223 yards, three touchdowns. Andrew Luck had two touchdowns. Michael James had 214 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, 2010, number four Oregon beats number nine Stanford 52 to 31. Oregon was down 21 to three in the first half. Uh, they scored 28 unanswered points in the second half to get the win. It was a game where LaMichael James had three touchdowns, including the dagger touchdown, a 76-yarder in the fourth quarter. That was also the year that Oregon went on to play in the BCS title game against Auburn. A year later, uh, number seven, Oregon, beats number four, Stanford, 53-30. to Darren Thomas had three touchdowns. Michael James had three touchdowns. And Oregon goes on to win the Rose Bowl against Wisconsin. 2012, number one, Oregon loses to number 14, Stanford, 17 to 14 in overtime. Uh, Stanford hit a 37 yard field goal in overtime that ended the Ducks' BCS title game hopes. Uh, Oregon went on to win the Fiesta Bowl against Kansas State. Stanford went on to win the Rose Bowl against Wisconsin. 2012, number three, Oregon loses to number five, Stanford, 26 to 20. Stanford went up 23 0 at home. Um, Oregon scored 20 points in the fourth quarter and they actually blocked a field goal, ran it back for a touchdown in the fourth quarter when they were down 26 to seven. Um, they got the onside kick. They got a touchdown to Farrell Brown with about two minutes left. Unfortunately, they could not get the final onside kick and Stanford ended up, uh, you know, winning that game. That was the year that Oregon went on to beat Texas in the Alamo bowl and Stanford ended up losing to Michigan state in the Rose bowl. You know, after those back-to-back really tough losses in 2012-2013 for Oregon, they came back in 2014 and they blew out Stanford in what was ultimately their college football playoff season, the inaugural season in 2014. A year later, another really good one, 2015, unranked Oregon upsets number seven Stanford, 38-36. to uh, This was the Vernon Adams year. Adams put the Ducks up 35-23 to in the fourth quarter. Stanford down 38-30. Late in the game, they score a touchdown with 10 seconds left and ultimately ended up missing the two-point conversion, giving the Ducks a two-point win. Oregon went on to lose ugh, lose in the Alamo Bowl against TCU. We all remember that game very well, way too well. And Stanford beat Iowa in the Rose Bowl that year. 2018, number seven Stanford beats number 20 Oregon, 38-31 to in overtime. Oregon was up 31-21 in the fourth. They fumbled with about a minute left, giving Stanford a field goal opportunity to send it to overtime. Uh, Stanford ended up getting a touchdown on their first drive in overtime, and Justin Herbert threw an interception on fourth and goal. Uh, that was the year the Ducks went on to win the Red Box Bowl over Michigan State, and Stanford won the Sun Bowl. Uh, that's actually also last year that Stanford has made it to a bowl game, so... That kind of shows you that they're, that was the end of their, even even the Sun Bowl's not a great bowl to make it to, but um, they were kind of on that downhill trajectory since then. Um, regardless that regardless of that downhill trajectory, 2021 unranked Stanford beats number three Oregon, 31-24 to 24 in overtime. Uh, again, this was right after Oregon went on to win over Ohio State in Columbus, um, probably one of the defining wins of the Oregon history probably the defining win of mario cristobal's career um but you know it all came crumbling down this next this next game at stanford um if you remember this this one was you know strange strange vibes the entire game 
I was down at Stanford for this one. Um, this was the absence of offensive coordinator Joe, Joe Moorhead. Uh, Bennett Williams ended up breaking his leg the day before the game in an onside kickoff drill in practice. Uh, there were some really bad refs, uh, some really bad calls down the stretch, some bad coaching, to be completely honest. Really, really bad vibes all around in this one. I say all of that to say this. You know, one of the most underrated bummers of this entire conference realignment saga over the last few months is that we're losing this rivalry for Oregon. You know, everyone points to Oregon State as the biggest loss for Oregon. Uh, with the breakup of the Pac-12, they point to the loss of that annual rivalry game against Oregon State, having that solidified on the schedule. Yes, that's a big bummer, but I think that I'm I'm honestly more devastated by the loss of the Stanford game. Oregon is likely going to play Oregon State again, and they're likely going to have regular non-conference games against the Beavers. I know that there's um, a lot of things being said between university presidents. Oregon State is currently pretty mad at Oregon, understandably so, for leaving the Pac-12 and kind of leaving them without a seat at the table going forward. So they're saying that, you know, they're not sure they're going to play Oregon anymore. Um, but, you know, if I were to put money on it, I think that the Civil War or the game formerly known as the Civil War will continue going on in some fashion over the next uh, you know, several decades because that's it's just too important to not get that game anymore. However, there's there's no telling that Stanford and Oregon will routinely play each other now that Stanford's part of the ACC. Oregon's going to the Big Ten. That's just you know it's going to take some real, you know, some real intentional scheduling. I would say to to keep this rivalry going, and I I'm just not confident that's going to happen. And some some Oregon fans may say, good, you know, Stanford has been nothing but a pain in our ass over the last two decades. That's fine. I don't need to play them anymore. Um, you know, I, I can't disagree. But I what I would say is this, isn't that what college football is about? You know, isn't that why we love this sport? Don't we live for the ecstasy-like highs that come from an upset win over your rival? Aren't they made better by the lowest of the lows that you feel when you get upset by your rival? That's just, you know, I understand people saying they said it about Utah, too. They say it about Stanford that, you know, maybe it's fine that we don't have to play them anymore. We don't have to worry about traveling down to Palo Alto or traveling down to Salt Lake City. We'll lose less sleep now that we don't have to play them. I don't know. I'd go the other way. I think that's just it's such a big part of college football. In my mind, that's part of what makes college football so great. And that's what this rivalry between Oregon and Stanford has really given us and I'm I'm just I'm for one super bummed to see it go away. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Um I am actually not going down to Palo Alto this weekend. Um I was planning to, but I I made a decision that I'm going to not drive that 16-hour round trip for what I expect to be not a very entertaining game. Um knock on wood, I hope this is not like 2021 and it actually ends up being a nail biter and one that Oregon loses. Um but so I will be staying home in Eugene, uh, watching that from from TV. So I'll still be giving you live updates. I'll still come on with a podcast afterwards and and break things down. I like games at three thirty Pacific time, so it should be a you know a late night podcast, early morning on Sunday morning. But um, you know we've got all of our coverage up on Duckswire, all of our preview stuff. We'll have more stuff after the game, obviously. So go there to check that out. Thank you guys for listening and following along. If you want to check out more of my work, you can find it all at duckswire.usatoday.com. Follow me at Zachary C. Neal on Twitter. We will talk to you guys next week. Until then, take it easy.